So, Owen, man, thank you very much for coming on today. I really appreciate you taking the time. So, for anyone who doesn't know, basically, Owen is a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Is that how you describe yeah, yourself? Yeah, I'd say singer-songwriter, yeah. Yeah. And um, the reason I want you to have you on, I know you are just putting your stuff out at the minute, just starting to get started, but yeah. every band I follow on Instagram seems to follow you, and you follow them back. Yeah. And then I want you to start exploring the Northern Ireland music scene a bit more, because I'm only sort of getting into it oh it's a brilliant scene brilliant scene definitely on the up and coming and um obviously you're a big fan you're a big supporter of the scene every gig everything and um yeah i just want to sort of speak to you and sort of get a vibe and what's your thoughts on the scene stuff yeah definitely. but um we take it back to the very start because looking at your instagram looking at your twitter mm. and then like i'd be the same you're a very big music nerd yeah. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I'd say music nerd is a, is a is a definitely a good way to describe me. Yeah. Yeah. So where did that become? Where did that love for music first start? Uh, I'd have to say my parents. No, definitely they'd have a really really big impact on my music taste. Uh, the likes of Oasis, the Stone Roses, uh, even like my mom. Like she used to love like Nirvana and stuff. You know, I love all that. And but then there's also a lot of bands that I got myself into. That, you know, I found myself uh, that maybe my mum and dad wouldn't have been as into, like like the Smiths, like for example, Smith, like yeah. one of my favorite bands of all time. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. see it. Let's see it. Uh, one of my, my favorite bands of all time. Sorry, definitely. Can you just bring that week closer? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time, definitely. The uh, Smiths, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, like the Smiths, Morrissey's lyrics and Johnny Marr's guitar work, and oh, brilliant! What a band. I have a love hate relationship with the smiths mm-hmm. all together i think they're brilliant i think mm, I, I know you're a big i said do you not dress up as morrissey for halloween <laughs> i swear <laughs> i said of course of course someone was gonna say that yeah i did actually yeah i think johnny marr sits in morrissey's shadow far too much i completely agree I, like i seen johnny marr live in monster hall and the things that man can do with a guitar yeah he is one of the most underrated guitarists Definitely. Definitely. There's um there's this really good documentary the BBC done a couple of years ago and it's the history of the rock guitar riff. So it's I seen it. Yes, yeah, literally. And he plays this charming man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like I just like the story behind that there at the time in America everyone was going fucking nuts and doing all this crazy shit like guitars on fire and he's like yeah. oh, let's just no, chill man, let's, let's just, just take it back to the roots. I also read his book, Set the Boy Free. It's a brilliant, brilliant book. And like it sort of describes how he got his love for music. He's he was really influenced by Mark Bowen and T Rex. T Rex, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, and uh, if you if you if you listen to interviews he's done and stuff, there's a song like he's into them real old sixties tunes. Like there's a song Disco Stump, something everybody to Disco Stump. But he goes But that's where his entire guitar melody and all that's where it all rooted from. But like. What a guitarist, like. Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, Morrissey I also find to be a bit too operatic. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> only, nobody can sing like him. Mm-hmm. Like, you can try, but I mean, like, no. There's only one Morrissey. So the Smiths, who else would you like? Where did that sort of passion start? Was it the Smiths? And then w- what age did you start, like, fucking music? Like, I mean, I started, like, properly getting into music when I was about 15. I'd say 15 was the year I like I used to play football and stuff and I was like no I don't really like this anymore it's not for me I was trying to find something that was that was for me and music was just that thing 
and then all them old bands like that my mum and dad would listen to back in the day like Oasis, Stone Roses, uh, like Travis, all them bands, they all came back to me and I started listening to their records over and over again and remembering all the things that I remembered previously when I was younger. Like I remember hearing like tunes like off like Don't Believe the Truth, like Lila and all, like when I was like 15 and been like, oh my God, I remember hearing this when I was like three. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was crazy. But yeah, definitely. So from going from that there at 15 to be music mad and now you, well, you're in university now. Uh-huh, so what are you studying at the minute? Like what's the course? Uh, well, I'm studying teaching at the minute. Uh, so primary teaching and I'm specialising in history. Uh, history is another quite a big passion of mine. So I've always been interested in historical facts and different concepts and different opinions and stuff. Uh, so history would, I was going to do history at Queen's, history and politics at Queen's because that would be something I w- was really interested in but then I got my first choice so I'm doing teaching at the minute. So why not teaching music like being a mu- like in a school? That's actually a funny thing because I do not have one single musical qualification at all. <laughs> I'm completely self-taught, yeah. Uh, that's something I sort of tell people and they're sort of like, whoa, you're self-taught. Like, <laughs> I'm probably making myself sound a bit of a... Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I genuinely just taught myself like it's it's that simple just from videos and even just listening to records and like playing along like i remember like all them early smith records like playing along like putting the capo on the fourth fret and just like going off on it and just trying to learn what johnny marr was doing so if you did have the qualifications and you were able to would you swap out history for music for music Uh, to teach I don't know. I def I definitely think that when I uh, you know if I <laughs> well when I uh, if I become a teacher uh, hopefully I'll be in well uh, then I would definitely incorporate music into my lessons. So yeah. like Jack Black and School of Rock. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> we better we better smoke on the water and. Do you want <laughs> that mu- that movie is severely underrated? I it, learned it is a brilliant fi- it is a brilliant film brilliant film. I learned a lot about rock from that movie. Like you know the bit with the blackboard. I paused that. Writes yeah. <laughs> everything. Oh yeah, that's good. Like, I remember pausing that and like writing down the names of all the bands, all the music, then going and researching. I was like, "Fuck, great movie." So, being a student teacher, mm-hmm. how does that work with being an aspiring musician? Is there any like problems with that there? Uh, <laughs> no, sort of like I wouldn't find the workload yet. Sometimes, like, I would love to just completely commit myself to music and, you know, just write tunes, but that is part of my daily life, is I get up in the morning and I, and I like, most of the time I will write a tune, and I, I'm telling you now, Ryan, like, I, I haven't wrote a tune in about a week, and that's not like me, but it's just because I've had so much work, like, recently, but I mean, like, normally, on a good day, I'd write a tune a day. No, when you say you write a tune, like... Are they all winners? Because like, I know what I hear yeah, like a lot that, like that's the thing, yeah, that's the thing. Um, well, if they're if they're a winner, if I think they're a winner, I'll then do overdubs on them, put them into Audacity, probably record a demo of it, mm-hmm. um, maybe throw a bit of a synth in there, and then put it up in the good old SoundCloud. Lethal man, um, that's another thing. You have a ridiculously high volume of music on SoundCloud. <laughs> ridiculous, like. Right? Mate, I would scroll through it. There's like so much there. Yeah, that's like not even like a twentieth. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Why, why you bought? Why? why <laughs> I know. It's, it sounds, I don't know. 
I think it's maybe I'm just used to music being dripped out so slowly yeah. by bands. What's your thought process between just like having like a mega dump with just like here's all my music? Yeah, the the thing is that isn't just my music. Like I have so much that I haven't shared, you know, with mm-hmm. the internet or with the internet or on SoundCloud. Um, I'd say on my laptop I have about five hundred demos. Yeah. So then, what's the, what's the process between deciding what's good enough to share with the world and what's too personal? Or the the process is right. So you look at the lyrics. Do I sound like an indie sad boy, <laughs> or uh, do I? Is could this be a catchy tune that people are gonna like? Um, it's pretty simple. Uh, I will. I always have my listeners in mind when I when I'm uh, when I'm gonna put out a tune. You know, thinking, oh, you know, someone might like this or someone might like that. But uh, mostly, I always stay true to myself and know that if I love a song, then I'm gonna put it out there. Uh, but uh, as I said, there isn't <laughs> there isn't all my tunes on my SoundCloud. Like, there's so much that I haven't. Now, are you seeing them sort of in the tuck for when you decide to put yeah. an EP together, or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, I, I've been thinking about the EP. Hopefully, gonna get it recorded this year. Mm-hmm. Um, been thinking about a couple of songs that I'm gonna put on it. Uh, but it's you know when you have that many songs, it's really hard to narrow down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm working on, it. <laughs> so it's a work in progress. So again, with the SoundCloud tracks, are you? Because they already say they are old demos. They are DIY, and I commend you for that. There, like having an idea and just doing it and executing it. Exactly. It's brilliant. Like it's like I went to a couple of people to try and get this show here started, yeah. and nobody like there was a bunch of restrictions, but. Just do it yourself. Yeah. I really respect that there, but are you maybe worried at any point that putting like a demoed, unpolished version of your song out there may sort of be hurting you in the long run? Yeah, I I, I understand what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You you're talking about moving forward for more studio quality mm-hmm. type like, ty- type of music. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, do you think it could be hurting you? But like putting up, maybe not the best of your potential. If you know what I mean yeah right okay yeah I, I, yeah i know what you mean like i think that there'll be some demos like like anything there'll be some there'll be some things that are good and there'll be some things that that are bad and there'll be times i will not lie i'll put out a song and i'll listen to it back and i'll be like oh i don't think i should have put that out and then i'll take it i'll delete it yeah but uh mostly i would say if, if i upload a demo it's usually I usually think I'm usually quite confident in what I think if that I think it's good enough for my standard you know for my standard and my soundcloud like I'm not saying my demos are top quality like I use an acoustic guitar a USB mic and audacity mm-hmm. do you know it's not a million pound budget but it it works yeah yeah you know, no and it's it's got me a wee bit of notoriety you know in the local scene and it it gets me you know. It gets me a bit of support and you know i really appreciate i'm so appreciative for anybody that's ever taken the time mm-hmm. to listen to my music um but what you're saying about you know <laughs> songs not being as polished mm-hmm. i think that definitely like with more studio time and uh maybe even getting a band behind me like like i've recently started jamming with one of my mates from uni uh pat and he plays bass it's like me and him would like jam out uh so that was good yeah no so that was another thing i was gonna say is because you 
you obviously know a lot of musicians, you know a lot of talented people just through the scene and mm-hmm. connect it. Why, why are you approaching this here solo? Because I know you have a new EP coming out, or a new single coming new out. New single coming out, yeah. Yeah, you, you sort of approach this here from a solo point of view. Yeah. Instead of like a band, having a band behind you, like a group. Yes. Why? I don't know. Like, I think for a band, it takes a lot of commitment. I've been in bands before, like I've been in three or four bands, and I mean like <coughs> proper bands that I thought that we were gonna get somewhere, and we just didn't. <coughs> and there's something about being your own boss. I don't know, like I like knowing that what I do is what I want to do, but at the same time, in the long run, yeah, I do want a band behind me. I love jamming with other musicians. Like that's one thing. Like I'm not some hermit you know solo artist that just ja- you know plays in their own like i play with other artists like even just last night like uh one of my mates like w- we were jamming out to new order tunes like uh, with, with a keytar, on instagram with a keytar yeah i uploaded a wee video oh um it's our love triangle what a song uh so like even like last night like we just like got together just the three of us uh and had a bit of a jam and that was fun like so like I love jamming with other musicians, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm hoping that eventually musicians that I know, uh, or you know, someone will get me in contact with someone, and you know, a band will develop. But you know, <laughs> I don't want to do the label creative differences. But you know, like I mean, genuinely, it usually does come down to that. So it is you want more basically, no Gallagher's high flying birds <laughs> rather than Oasis. Like no, yeah, well, like. Because he has a band there. Do you want me to be honest? Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of Noel Gallagher High Flying Birds. I will be honest. I am. That's fair. But I, I mean, like, just like old school Oasis, like, but uh, like the outfit he has there. <coughs> yeah, sort of, sort of something like that. Um, but like, even if you said, like, you said the single, like, it's out uh, next month. Uh, you like, have a date for the single, yeah? Thirtieth yeah, March. Right, and what's the song called? Abigail. Abigail, that's that is one of your demos though from SoundCloud. That is a demo. There's a demo up of that, a very very early version of that song. That a lot of people actually like the demo though. Yeah, from, I, I, from what I've heard, you know, uh, from people that have tell me, like you see people, even people reaching out and saying, "Oh, you know, I like that." You know, that 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 really like means the world to me. That's um, that was one of that's one of the, my favorite tracks. Me on SoundCloud was yeah. Abigail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so how do they differ? How does the studio Abigail and the SoundCloud Abigail differ? It's still DIY. I will give you that. Uh, I recorded it with Darren Hill, uh, who is the uh, lead singer of the band Fox Colony, right. and he's a really, really good mixer, like up and coming. Like he's he's a really good engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recorded it just in his wee studio on the Newton Arch Road. And so the sound like is there, is there more to it? Is there more instruments? Is there, there is yes. There is there is a, a couple of notable differences. It definitely sounds way more studio quality. Like I think you could hear it. Like if you were to play it on a CD, you know you'd notice the difference definitely. Mm-hmm. It's not high high budget, mm-hmm. but there's a very very big difference. Yeah. So what's like if you could define that sound of Abigail in studio? Is it still singer songwriting or is it more indie? No, it's indie pop. Indie pop, yeah. It's complete indie pop, yeah. Okay. Uh, the there's an electric guitar for a start, so mm. the, there's a riff, the riff that goes through the song. The do, 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 that bit's electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's went from being just a plain acoustic guitar and acoustic demo to an electric demo, and then there's like shakers and tambourines, and then obviously Pat's playing the bass on it as well. So there's there's a couple of quite big differences. 
And um, what made you, like, so we talked about it earlier, what made you choose Abigail? What made that your, like, sort of coming out sort of... Feedback, yeah. Feedback, yeah. Feedback, and uh, <laughs> I remember one time, like, uh, I was just jamming in my room, uh, and I'd put the demo out. It would have been about, out about, I think it was out about a week. Uh, and, like, my, my parents, like, are, like, so supportive of my music. Like, I will run things by them. You know, like, like if I'm playing something, like, my dad will be like, you're not playing that right. Like, he knows his music. Mm-hmm. Like, we have this inside joke that, you know, he's Paul McGuinness and I'm Bono, you know. He, he He's just the main man. He knows everything. But, I mean, my dad is, my dad is like, my manager. Mm-hmm. He tells me, you know, oh, and that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, change that or add another bit in or whatever like I remember the first time I played him the actual version of Abigail the actual the fully recorded proper one uh, it was recorded about a month ago mm-hmm. and I played it to him and three lessons it took him before he really was like alright like on the third lesson he was like right it's good but it's a grower I think like I so, think yeah. you know but he, he, he did like it uh, but mum and, and dad would be very very supportive of my music i'd have to say would they be okay with you like would they like sort of push you to like pursue music more yeah they would but uh you know like any mom and dad they'll be yeah. like you know oh career comes first but like <laughs> uh yeah genuinely though uh they're very very supportive like my dad drives me to every gig and you know all that that's, that's good man that's it's like good to have that sort of support system behind you completely what's um What's your girlfriend, like your friends, what do they think uh, of this? Well, they're very supportive also. Uh, yeah, my best mates are, have always been really supportive, always going to my gigs and, you know, cheering me on and stuff. And it's great. Like, like I make music for my mates. Like, like I write songs about my mates, you know. Like, I really think that that's an important thing is to express yourself, to show how much you mean to people, how much they mean to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the odd time, yeah, I would write a song about my mates or whatever, and you know, obviously, you have to write a song about the girlfriend once in a while too. <laughs> so uh, that's something as well. That's great, man. Um, so at this point, we're going to take a wee break, and we're going to try the shuffle game. Oh, anyone? Everyone <laughs> knows. Um, anyone doesn't know. Basically, what we do is. I'm going to get Owen to bring up his music player, whatever Abby uses, and he's going to turn on shuffle. <laughs> it was Apple Music um, up until. Uh, up until last week, and I changed to Spotify just this week because my Apple Music had deleted all my songs. So oh, seriously? I am now a Spotify premium user, and I'm getting it for four ninety nine, folks. Yeah. Oh, I hate you students, man. I hate <laughs> the students. <laughs> it just it works like. I swear, I, we had that in like sick form. We had the uni days app. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, yes, fucking five ninety nine. But no, um, so basically, Owen's going to turn on shuffle on his Spotify. <laughs> I'm so scared. It's grand, man. <laughs> all music's great, sure. but um, let me shuffle through it three times. He'll bring up whatever one it is and then he has to defend why that's in his phone it's either a great song or something corny hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go number one just do it and then show me what right, it is okay, so, so i know you're not cheating shot right smash pia- smash pianos by blossoms that's what you, you can turn that off yeah 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 so smash pianos smashed pianos by blossoms yeah oh blossoms right right why is that in your phone? Blossoms, I think, are one of the best indie bands about my, nowadays, definitely. Uh, the fact they're capturing that 80s New Order, you know, Depeche Mode sound mm-hmm. with indie melodies 
like you can hear so many bands like the Smiths, you know, like surely cover Big Mouth Strikes Again live. Um, like you can hear so many uh, 80s and 90s bands in their music, like Oasis, The Smiths, Depeche Mode, Duran I can hear a lot of real influence in their songs. They're, I think they're really heavily influenced. Also, I think uh, their vocals, Tom's vocals. Yeah, one of your sort of like top-rated bands. Top-rated bands, modern like as for modern indie bands, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Although it's kind of sad because I've never actually seen them. And they've been here like twice in the last like, you know, two years. But I, d- I definitely like them. Although that that first de- that debut album is unbelievable. I've heard a few off out there. Um, from what I've heard from the Blossoms, they are good. Yeah. I do enjoy them. Yeah, they are Smash Bros. So that's a good song. So number two. Number two. The Fame <laughs> remastered. We had to get Oasis tune in there. Actually, um. You kept pausing. That's sorry. Yeah. Man. So. Uh, that's off B here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famous album that they went to a Caribbean island and got absolutely destroyed. Trollied. <laughs> and wrote all these tunes. I would, I'll would. i be honest, that's not my favourite song off the album. Uh, Stand By Me is by far my favourite song off B here now. What's your favourite Oasis album? That's a really hard question. Like, that is like a definitely maybe yeah i'd literally about to say the same yeah yeah got like, the vinyl in the house oh yeah unreal same. they're like they're destructive power there like you know what i mean like that album oh my god Brilliant. it sounds really cunt to say but it's just lame and no <laughs> like that's how the band really felt like listening to them yeah uh, i think that was their downfall too though yeah i i definitely think so like i definitely think that Liam brought the attitude to the band. Noel brought the tunes. Bonehead brought the hair. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Is it just me that thinks Liam's a bit shit? Really? A little bit, man. I feel like Oasis could have been great as well without Liam. I I think <laughs> I think Noel's vocals are brilliant. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a Liam man. Really? I'll be honest. I have a pe- I have a massive picture, massive uh, picture, a massive poster of Liam in my halls, like uh-huh. right above my bed. Like, I mean, I worship that man. Like, he's just it's LG. Like, <laughs> he, like before he even started all that LG crap. I mean, like, I, I genuinely, absolutely yeah. love that man. Everything he's ever done. Like, see if you listen to recordings of Oasis playing like the Boardwalk in Manchester, like mm-hmm. 1992, 1993. Others, like, there's one of them. Practice room, the practice room of Boardwalk all around the world, mm-hmm. which eventually was on that album, which eventually was put on Be Here Now. But they were playing that back way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. But even if you listen to Liam's vocals, like, he just, oh, he's brilliant, he really is. And, like, if, even if you listen to the covers of songs, they've done, they've done, like, covers of, like, you know, Slade, like, Come On, Feel the Noise, or mm-hmm. I Am The Walrus. Like, their cover of I Am The Walrus is just, oh, it hits me every time. So, Whose solo career would you pop? Nose or Liam's? Oh, Liam's, definitely. I'm sorry. His last album was shit. Like, do you, oh, think, you I, think so? I hated it, man. You really I was really like looking forward to it, but I was like, yeah. Really? Yeah. There's some songs on it that are really good, but like, some songs on it, I'd skip. Like, for example, like, Chinatown, like, I just. I, I'm saying that there, though, Nose last album was shit. Like, I don't. No. 
I, I just don't. I just. I don't think I've taken the time to listen to the High Flying Birds. I think the first album he did with the High Flying Birds, uh, the one with Riverman and all that, mm-hmm. it's good. Uh, I think that was their second one. Second one. Yeah, yeah Chasing yeah, Yesterday. I think it's called. Yeah, I mean, you know. No, no, yeah. I, j- I just haven't. Like, I am just a solid <laughs> Oasis fan. Like, mm-hmm. I have, like Oasis are the band I listen to. Yeah, they're a cult, cult classic, man. Definitely. So we'll go for the third one. See what you've got. Oh man. Oh my goodness. What is it? Right, is so it? it's Two Door Cinema Club. What, oh, right. But it's a What You Know remix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like rave music. It's it's called the Cassian remix. Uh, so uh, Two Door Cinema Club, a massive favourite of mine. They're from Northern Ireland. From Northern from Bangor. And they're playing Ward Park 3. They're announced now as a special guest for it. I'll be going to go see them. Unbelievable. Uh, but uh, Two Door Cinema Club definitely are a big big band uh, for me but that's i wouldn't listen to either remix that's probably just the julix edition of tourist history but uh what about so do you think it's sort of the almost emotional connection because they're from here or is it all their music just that all you their musicality, yeah. yeah my god like unbelievable like the things they can do with the guitar like how how like how he can make the guitar sound that like the amount of pedals they use and everything like, I love all that like that really really interests me mm-hmm. how do they like create like it's almost like dance pop but it's guitar music it's brilliant like. yeah it's kind of electro kind of I want to it's brilliant I remember the first vinyl I bought my first single was yeah. Tourist or what you know or... uh huh that the single yeah yeah like I'll be honest Tourist history is where my absolute adoration for the band sort of I, I don't like their new stuff as much game mm-hmm. show I don't, I like I, I've listened to it but I, I don't think it's as catchy as the first one I don't know <laughs> I'm being critical like I love that band and, and I'm so excited to see them live mm-hmm. I mean, that first album is just so it's just bang after bang every channel on the album is so well put together mm-hmm. just the musicality is just Perfect. I love it. Unreal, man. Um, I don't know. I really like listening to people talk about music, even like because I'm not the, maybe the biggest fan of Two Door Summer yeah. Club, but just seeing like you can see the excitement and you like just yeah. talking about <laughs> no, it. I don't know. I just I love stuff like that. There, even if it's some crap remix, like <laughs> still, I know definitely. But we'll get on here. Um, so gigs? Are you gigging right? Like, do you play around Belfast? Yes, I play around Belfast uh, and a number of. Notorious open mics. <laughs> open mics you do then, uh, yeah? Open mics, yeah. Owen Strathern from General Fiasco. Uh, give him a good shout out. Uh, I play Filthies with him on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do, do you know uh, Jerry Norman from The Plastic Rose? He, one of oh, brilliant, brilliant band. Uh, he he would have been, there would have been really big in the scene five years ago, five, six years ago. His band, The Plastic Rose, fantastic. He's doing his new solo project uh, to Alaska this year. Uh, so he's been telling me all about it. He's been in the studio and stuff. But I do voodoo open mic night with him, and he's a really good person to know. Like he's he's friendly with a lot of the, a lot of the big guns in the scene as well. Oh, also, just I'm just gonna note as well. Also, uh, uh, I run a gig night in Balmina too. When I get onto that, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, nicer sequel. It's called. So basically, uh, I decided about a year and a half ago. There is absolutely nothing in Ballymena for young bands, young artists, 
<laughs> like and I, it was starting to really get on my nerves mm-hmm. I was like you know yeah you'll play the local coffee shop every six months but like you want more mm-hmm. so basically uh, I teamed up with Jerry and Claire uh, from the charity uh, Start uh, 360 which is like a youth club charity uh, so I uh, teamed up with them in the Engage Centre in Bellamy. It's now called the Yes Centre, but we'll just say Engage Centre. Just but uh, I teamed up with them, uh, got the venue. They gave me the venue for free, brilliant, and I've been able to put on gigs. So I've done five, five mm-hmm. gigs in the last what six months. So what's sort of the concept? Then you bring in, like, how do you get the word out? Because I've actually never seen it promote it really. I have is you it, not know? No, is like, it like like I've just done posters for it? Yeah. Right, right. So is it like anyone can come or is it for bands only or uh yeah it's very very it's any artist really but mainly focusing on independent artists Mm -hmm. um when i say independent artists i mean like artists that aren't really you know getting the big gigs like i'll give you an example like for the first one i had a pretty big act sleeping outside you'd probably know them oh yeah i work with them What's his name? Oh, I can't believe. Shay, Andy. Andy, Andy. Andy. I'm so sorry, Andy, if you hear that. <laughs> that man is talented. He could, he's, in, he's in a lot of bands, actually. Yeah, he's in, he said he was starting a new electronic thing, yeah, he said. Uh, Blood. Blood. It's, uh, oh, what's his name? Seva or something? Not too uh, sure. His band. Uh, but they're they're really good. Mm-hmm. I've seen them in the Menagerie one night, too. They're a good up-and-coming band. And the Empire, as well. I've actually seen them twice. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're a good up-and-coming band. But, uh, like like sleeping outside would be a band they played the first one mm-hmm. so like they're probably the biggest band also Molto Vivo, if you've heard of them they played one of them and ferals <laughs> you know, Fairly, shane yeah. was on here they played uh one as well and did you just not have a like a guest appearance from taylor huh oh yeah uh taylor yeah uh, that's actually logan's uh taylor's uh sad tomorrow. L- little brother sad tomorrow what a band I mean, <laughs> them guys. What they, age are they? They have such talent. Logan is f- 16, I, f- 16, I think. Because they have an EP, He's I think, on C- Spotify. They, no, they have they have a full album. Album, is it? Yeah. Like, yeah, they have a full album. I think uh, Taylor helped them record it as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Logan, Matthew. Matthew's mm-hmm. the bassist. Logan does vocals and guitar. And mm-hmm. then I think... Uh, they have a key player, Milo, I think he's called. Right. But they're they're a really good up and coming band. They have mm-hmm. a new single coming out soon too. Logan was telling about it the other night at a gig. About the American bar gig. Oh, what a night. They were through three brilliant nights. Um but they're a really good up and coming act. So they played it so uh, Taylor played guitar mm-hmm. uh, for them that night and that was good. Um and the Huffy Boys also, um my mate Jack and Dylan, their their band, they're from Derry like a bluesy rock band they're really good good stuff coming out from that end of the country so uh, they've played and then uh, Connor McCauley as well he's a singer songwriter yes I have I follow Connor from Ballymena he's a good guy uh, me and him also were playing uh, Midtown Sounds on Friday night in Ballymena mm-hmm. so uh, we also had who was it follow coffee I think it was I think it's Villa Villa in France Villa in France oh yeah they're, they're really good. all aboard the hype train for Villa in France definitely what a, what a band uh, definitely Aiden and uh, Nino really talented guys and they have a drummer now as well I met him the other night too I can't remember his name <laughs> so I <laughs> um, hope they're not listening to this but they're, they're definitely listening to Villa in France them, them guys are 
gonna do some cool stuff. They're playing a couple of Atlantic gigs, I think, coming up that oh, like live lunch. Deadly. Um. So, was it, what was the name of the event called? Sequel. Yeah. Sequel. Is that so? Can anyone come, or is it just sort of like a artist collective for artists? No, like you mean, like can anyone come? Can and I just watch? rock off off the street? Yeah. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Uh, the first three were free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we started I started thinking right we'll charge £3 in for charity mm-hmm. so, you know. what is the charity for? Uh, charity is the Start360 charity oh that's on yeah. real man yeah uh-huh. giving back yeah it's great definitely like yeah. for the venue like the work the work Jerry does for me like with a bit, like me and him like we'll sit for two hours before and set it up and everything but he he really gives me a really good hand he's such a good guy yeah, shout out to him. More people that come in the <laughs> so, um, is that I heard like sort of whispers that you were looking to move it into like a bar or something? You heard whispers of that? Talks? No. Am I wrong? Huh? Am I wrong? Uh, you're 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 right, actually. Do you want that kept off? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> definitely. Keep, is that keep, a secret? Keep that in. No, no, that's not that's not a secret. Uh, definitely. Um, I think that that should be something that i'm gonna work towards uh i think mainly just to appeal to to more older audience as well and uh, you know everyone wants to have a pint while they're watching a band you know it's not it's a sort of proven fact you know we do live in belfast <laughs> Very much. but uh so that's sort of what i'm thinking about as uh most people do i like my I myself i'm not i'm not a big drinker but uh most people like to have a pint or two yeah. watching a band so that's is that something you see in like the immediate future or is uh, it something just next couple of months definitely you want it in a bar yeah yeah no i want i want it i want it in a bar and i want it in a bigger venue in so i can have more of an outreach okay um definitely have you got any plans for the next one going forward is there any dates sort of um, about? I, I haven't really thought about it because i'm very very focused on getting the single out at the minute um but uh Yes, in in time there'll probably be another date. I've I have a couple of venues in mind of what of what I want to do uh, with it, but definitely gonna. I think take it to the big city, take it to here in Belfast. Oh, real man. So if people watching or listening, they want to sort of go around the Belfast area, or uh, Northern Ireland area, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is there like a Facebook page or anything like that there? Yeah, I need to get on that. <laughs> it's it's been very underground. <laughs> just posters really and um, um, getting the bands to plug it uh but uh it'll be it'll, it'll there'll be a facebook account and a twitter account and a instagram the whole shebang so that's so for this interview we talked about sort of everything you're studying to be a teacher yeah uh aspiring to be a musician yeah successful and kind of like a promoter and event planner yeah where what <laughs> Don't you know how to ask this? Where are you looking to go with this year? Like, are you just trying everything, or have you got like a preferred avenue to go down? Yeah, I definitely, definitely want to be, want to be making music. It makes me happy. It really does. Uh, as long as I'm making music, as long as I'm going to gigs, mm-hmm. as long as I'm putting on gigs, I just want to give back. You know, I just think that supporting other people is you said to me this ages ago that it's like an ecosystem Mm -hmm. like we need to help each other grow Mm -hmm. everyone needs to help each other grow and i think that if i'm helping bands you know like phil and france sad tomorrow connor mccauley the huffy boys if i'm giving them a platform where they can play that's further in their careers but that's also giving me a bit more giving me a bit more publicity as well Mm -hmm. which is brilliant you know and then that's that's better for me as well 
but it's mainly it's all for the music man. it's just the love of the music is, is is what it is but as for a preferred avenue definitely going down going down the musician route as long as i'm as, as long as i'm writing tunes i'm playing tunes i'm playing to people mm-hmm. and going to gigs i'm i'm happy you know so are you looking to go down sort of the signed avenue like are you looking actively sort of are you trying to stay sort of indie kind of independent it, it just depends you know like obviously uni and the workload and yeah all that but at the minute i'm really happy with where i am uh but like people like will say you know like i have i have so much time to mature and grow as a musician mm-hmm uh, definitely, I don't have all the answers. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what age are you? Sorry? Well, I'm only eighteen. So eighteen? Yeah. Fuck, man. I, yeah. I think when you like say something like that, it puts shit in the context. Like mm. you're making the music that you are, which is great, and you're doing all this shit at fucking eighteen. Yeah. That's mad. Fair play, to you. Like I just, I, I just really want people to see the beauty of music. You know, like <laughs> I, I'm so passionate about music. It's just. It is everything. It is my life. You know, you hear people, oh, it's such a cliche. Music is my life. Mm. It is my life. Like, yeah. I literally just live and breathe it. Um, and, like, I, I generally don't know where I'd be without it. Yeah, fair play, man. I think that's a great place to sort of sign this off. That's a really nice wee sentiment. Uh, so, just for the people, got a new single coming out on the 30th of March. 30th of March. Abigail. Uh, I'll be yeah. everywhere. Abigail, yeah. Yeah. That'll be like Spotify and all the uh, Yes, it'll be Spotify, Apple Music, all major platforms. Mm-hmm. So that's Abigail on the 30th. Any up and coming gigs you were talking about? Up and coming gigs, yes. I'm playing Midtown Sounds, uh, which is like a project of one of my friends, Joe Rocks, in Ballymena. Uh, and it is like a acoustic night showing like music videos and stuff of local artists in the area. So I'm playing that on Friday night and follow coffee in Ballymena. And then on Saturday, then I, I in continuing the Midtown Sounds, it's like a weekend type thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also playing uh, Red Star Music, Follow Coffee, and then the Bandstand in Bellamina. So I'm playing them. And there's a couple of gigs that are unannounced. Okay, I'll keep an eye I'll be playing a couple of support acts and stuff that I'm not sure whether I can announce yet. But uh, there's things there's things in the pipeline, definitely. Okay, and where can people find you? Social media, Instagram, and all. Uh, well, you can find me on my very active social media accounts. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's underscore Owen with three N's and then another underscore. Yeah, underscore Owen, uh, underscore Owen E O I N, and then three N's and then an underscore, and then Twitter. I think it's just Owen underscore Agnew. I think. Agnew. So Owen underscore Agnew. Yeah. That is, yeah. No, no, there's no underscore. Just one igni, yeah. And that that's my Twitter and that's my Instagram. And then uh, SoundCloud, it's uh, soundcloud.com forward slash one igni. And you can get all my demos <laughs> there. Very fun, man. Yeah. Uh, you know the score, folks. Follow us on Spinning Pebble, all platforms. That's it. Uh, old man, thank you very much for joining us. Um, no problem, it's been a pleasure. I think, I hope we're going to, what, demo or preview your Abigail? Yeah, yeah, definitely we could, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I have uh, I have a mix here. So yeah. oh no, well I can uh, say I'll edit all. Yeah, grand, that's fine. Email me that. Do I intro it? Huh? Do yeah. Well, uh, this is Abigail, and I've been loving you. So thank you very much. It didn't seem like it was gonna work out anywhere. You can sit and drink your coffee, so innocent and beautiful. But I've seen sides of you that they will never see 
and Abigail, let's get this straight. No, we kissed on the first day. Sorry for the pain I caused. Comfort I have lost in you. But it would happen eventually. Just wasn't ready. And I'm still just the same. Question my decision need again Text me quickly when you're out Drunk and telling me about What your flatmates have done this time Abigail, let's get this straight No, we kissed on the first day Sorry for the pain I caused Comfort I have lost in Just the same